and welcome to the Devils, Angels, and Dating podcast. Devils, Angels, and Dating is a CG musical animated short film. It is also an online collaborative project using people from around the world and supported by Keith Lango's Animation Clinic. In this episode of the podcast, director Michael Kaywood will chat with the singer-songwriter and composer of the musical film. He will also talk about the challenges of an online team project and finally wrap up with a status update. Enjoy. Right, um, so what we have here is um, we've got Kyle Robinson. Rob, sorry, Kyle Robertson. Robertson. Right, okay. And he's uh, a composer. Um, and we've got Larissa Ness, uh, our singer-songwriter. Um, feel Hello. free to correct me. <laughs> no. no, recording artist. Uh, that's, that's right. Basically, um, I'm gonna we're gonna have a little double interview here, uh, just to give you an idea of what what they're involved in in the project, because uh, they're kind of making well, we're making a musical here. And I first got in touch with Larissa, ooh, how many months ago was it now? Uh, do you want to just tell us about how you found out about the project and what you were thinking of it initially? Yeah, originally um, you, Michael, contacted me on LinkedIn and um, asked me if I'd be interested in working on the project. And I went to the website and checked it out. And um, I was actually very excited, <laughs> probably oh, oh. overly excited. <laughs> I was like, why, okay. Why, why? <laughs> crazy lady. <laughs> no, but I was very, very excited. And um, this is something that I kind of had been wanting to get into for a while. And I wanted to start getting more home recording equipment and getting into all that. I've always loved the music and animation, um, cartoon films growing up with, you know, Little Mermaid and all that. So no, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, um, we had a bit of a chat on the phone at one point, I was calling from work or something. And we bounced some stuff around and, and we met in a, a cafe and I think I knocked over a lamp in my enthusiasm to try and explain to you what the story was. Um, and and uh, it's just kind of rolled on from there. Um, Kyle, why don't you tell us how you got involved? Oh, how did I get How did I meet you guys? Um, I, uh, originally, I, I got contacted Larissa after seeing her website um, to do a bit of trailer work with me. Uh, I, I was always looking for vocalists on some tracks. And uh, so had her, we met up, and um, found out that she's also a composer. So we start, we've actually started writing some tracks together for some trailer libraries. And uh, then she approached me with this project and told me about it, and I was really excited and happy to work on it. Oh, cool, cool. Okay. Um, right, well, uh, let me see. What's the second question i got on my list here? Um, so what interests you about the project, and what do you want to achieve through it? Now, that's an interesting one. Do you want to start on that one? Um... A lot of learning for me, uh, a lot of learning, and like I said, I've been wanting to branch off into this um, for a while, and so this is a very, an awesome way to get into the music with um, animated films and all that kind of stuff, so... Uh-huh. What she said. I used to live in L.A. and I did, um, when I lived out there, I started doing kind of library, what's called library where I do stuff that gets placed in TV shows and movie trailers and isn't so much uh, as custom. Sometimes it is custom and some of the stuff I do still is, but uh, 
a lot of it, you know, I, I do it and then it, they cut video to it. And this is kind of cool because when I lived in L.A., I do stuff kind of like this. Um, but when I came to Austin, I kind of stopped doing that as much and got into more of the staying, branching more into the library. And uh, I, I do like, I love doing this kind of scoring to picture type of thing. And I've always wanted to do an animated. I've never, you know, this, and I've seen... I've seen the rough uh, animatics and the drawings you guys done. It looks fantastic. It's, I see this becoming Toy Story. Actually, that so, leads uh, me into the next question. Right. In that case, well, what sort of caught your eye so far um, from what you've seen so far and what interests you about the project the most? Man, um, just, just the fact, you know, it's, 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 I know what it's going to look like. And uh, you see kind of, I, this is all completely new to me, animation stuff. And... Um, I just, I get, I'm getting excited about that. I'm wanting to learn animation now. It's probably never going to happen. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too late in life, I'm a stick isn't it? figure uh, kind of guy. Yeah, you need another 30 years to uh, clock on, you know. Sort of <laughs> uh, what about you? I mean, what, what sort of stuff have you seen in the project so far? Because you've been um, on the project for uh, uh, quite a while now, so you've had a chance to see lots of different things. And I am interested in, of other people's work, what, what's caught your eye so far? Um, yeah, for me, this was a totally new experience seeing... <laughs> Um, these rough sketches of almost like stick figures um, flashing on the animatic on online, you know, and and then seeing an actual full figure of one of the characters where it looks like, like he said, Toy Story. <laughs> it just blows my mind. I'm like, wow, this is what it's going to look like. I had, you know, I, you know, you kind of have an idea when you're kind of told, but to see it, Wow! Make the progress. I mean, I can't even wait till we get this slice done so that the you know animation yeah, can we've start. We've had some great modelers doing some <laughs> stuff for this, and I, and I want to give them a lot of credit for that. Um, so, Larissa, what, what's been the most challenging for, thing for you so far? Because you've been experimenting with uh, well, figuring out what I want and um, and working out the slice and things like that. What, what's the biggest challenges for you so far? Yeah, the biggest challenge was um, what you want what you see the script as as saying and what the story is is being able to communicate with you you know because this is your your thoughts and and uh this all came from you so i was trying to figure out what what you want out of this what you want the characters to say the script and then also that no this isn't like scoring a regular movie where you can just watch along oh this is the sad part. Let's play some nice violins. And, you know, this is, okay, we have to come up with the music first, and then they're going to make the characters talk to the to thing. So to me, it's like way backwards, and that's just totally was yeah, and really I, and I don't, hard to I've grasp. never made a musical before, so I, and I have never written a song before either. So in a sense, I was coming at this from the perspective of where do you start? Do you start with the words? Do you start with the music? Um, as it happens, we kind of already had the visuals, which isn't necessarily always the case. Um, so to some degree, we were sort of tied down. But I was telling Larissa that as we went go along, we were able to reshuffle the edit and move things around if we find that it fits the music better. Um, but yeah, uh, we've gone through this whole process for, I don't know, a few months now where um, we're sort of trying something out and then, whoa, no, no, that wasn't quite what I meant. And um, and I'd come over for a couple of evening sessions where we'd um, sit by the piano and say, oh, that's the sort of thing we're looking for, or watch this movie over here, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in a sense, the uh, when you mentioned how you know it's different than just writing a song or doing something with a movie, these the singers, they have to act, in a sense, to... To make these characters come to life as they're singing, and that's you know that's that's a learning experience for me right there. I'm, that's, yeah, that's and so without us even knowing the subtext as an actor, you know, for our singers, 
it, it's we have to figure it out, figure it out what it is, even though we haven't written our script yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to put this in context, what we've actually just been doing before this recording session was a recording session where, with one of the singers, and he had actually had to, at each version of the song that he was singing, he had to get more and more inside the head of the character to, to, to figure out what the performance was. And as he became more of an actor, the line recordings got better and better and closer to what we were looking for. And, you know, it's a really interesting process. Um, so, right, okay, jump to a new question. Um, what are you looking forward to the most? What do you foresee coming that you're looking forward to the most? Seeing it at the end and hearing the music with it and... Being amazed <laughs> that it all came together. That's what I was going to say. Oh, well, that's the obvious one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking forward to the first test shot coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like small goals, small, small goals. I think it's going to be cool seeing it. You know, it's these festivals, the rounds and all that, and, uh, you know, seeing other people, you know, enjoying it. Mm. Cool, yeah. cool. Um, how do you feel about the collaborative team setup and the way that it works? Um, I guess, Larissa, you've been around long enough to see it kind of online um, yeah yeah very interesting because there's people involved that aren't even in the same country as us <laughs> so yeah you really have to really be self-motivated to work on a project like a mass animation oh absolutely project yeah, yeah. i mean it's it's, it's it can be quite hard to work in entire isolation and in fact that's one of the things i've been most worried about for larissa is just that um, mm -hmm. The rest of the community are all visual guys and they're uh, technical guys and they've built up to the point where there's enough of them mm -hmm. and they're uh, sort of coming into the forum at various different times of the day but they're, they're, you're never more than a, a few hours from getting some feedback on your work and getting uh. somebody to answer a technical question um, whereas Larissa is kind of working up until now um, in isolation and it's really great to be able to have Kyle on board to it's have to be another here. sound person to be bouncing ideas on yes. this is actually I, I mean, I've worked with other composers in the past but this is probably the most extensive I've worked you know having Larissa here a lot and I actually I really enjoy it it's nice having you know it, it is a learning process learning to work with somebody else right there you know as you're thinking through these things and you know getting input it's, I think it's great and uh, it's great to have a second pair of ears here because she hears things that I never hear all the time and it just makes that much better so, Carl, why don't you tell us about some of your other projects, if you're allowed to tell us? Oh, um, it's all good. Um, yeah, we'll find what, what, out. What, what other kind <laughs> so of stuff are you working on? on? No, I, I'm, um, I'm doing a, a couple different trailer projects right now, with a, uh, uh, one with a company called Immediate Music in Los Angeles, and uh, they're, probably, they're one of the, definitely the bigger providers of the blockbuster trailer uh, stuff in Hollywood. And um, I'm working on another one in England right now. I'm finishing up called, uh, it's a company called PP Music. And they do um, quite a bit of the same stuff, international big trailers. And I'm working for another one in England as well that's starting up called Gothic Storm. And um, just had some stuff recently on uh, Dateline NBC and the Oprah Show and um, Grey's Anatomy trailers, some more American Idol uh, stuff coming in the mix. So it's been fun. It's been, it's been keeping me busy here. But uh, I'm glad to be able to work here in Austin. I love this city. Cool. Uh, so where can people go to find your work? Um, I've got uh, quite a few stuff. I'm getting ready to. I've been updating my site somewhat over the past week um, at kylerobertson.com, and um, there's a bunch of music clips there. I've got some a few video clips on my MySpace page. Uh, I think there's a link to that on my website. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Yeah, brilliant. So, Larissa, what are you working on? Oh, I didn't. I didn't mention we're also working on a trailer track together. I think I mentioned ah, yeah, at the beginning. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Larissa and I are for. Uh, I'm going to submit to some libraries in Los Angeles. Oh, that's Angeles. a great segue. You Sorry about that, that Larissa. <laughs> 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 we can edit that. You know, make it all flow. <laughs> so no, yeah, tell us about that. Um. Yeah. Right now, um, the pressure's on. We're um, filming our music. Vi- well, filming my music video for my song "Thoughts of You." Um, this coming weekend and so we're running around scrambling trying to make sure everything's in line make sure we have movers to move the furniture at the mansion that we uh, have found which is amazing they have da vinci dome where this guy painted on the ceiling like da vinci and just crazy stuff but um yeah we have 16 dancers well i guess 18 technically um who've been rehearsing two three times a week for the past three months and we're about to put out this pro video and I'm so excited um yeah and I'm just working with my publicist to get it all going and and all that stuff it's this is totally different music from like my singer songwriter stuff I've done in the past it's more hip-hop urban pop ish if you will but uh anyway it's exciting so that's what I'm doing as in addition to this which it's all just so much fun to me anything with music is just a blast that's all very exciting so where can people go to find your stuff then oh yeah my website larissaness.com you can search me on YouTube Facebook MySpace um Ness like Elliot Ness N-E-S-S Larissa Ness and um but yeah you can see videos of the dancers and me playing the piano with my toes backwards that I'll have to do in the video the music Classic video, video yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of fun fun good stuff to check out okay right well I think we'll wrap that up there then um, thanks very much and uh, we'll, you'll uh, pick up the next section after this thanks a lot Been bye a pleasure thanks Further to the uh, chat we had yesterday with uh, Kyle and Marissa, I thought it would be interesting to um, expand a little bit on uh, the whole online community and how the project's actually worked in an online collaborative way. Basically, if I go back to the point I left off with in the last podcast, I guess there was a friend of mine from an earlier company I'd worked for had spent more time on uh, forums like CG Society where they actually have a section for collaborative films and um, he and some others had sort of said well at the end of the day these online collaborative films don't tend to work either they are um, headed up by people who don't know enough about what's going on or they tend to fizzle out and die now I haven't followed any of them long enough to know if that's really the case or not but I kind of suspected it was fairly true and so it was always a bit off-putting at first this whole idea of putting it online but at the same time I wanted to be able to make something in a reasonable time scale and I, I didn't necessarily feel the need to be make the entire project entirely myself uh, I'm quite used to supervising other people so uh, I thought the best way to leverage my skills was actually to bring in a team of other people who could take a small piece of it for themselves and put that in their portfolio Anyway, so I was pretty committed to the idea in the end of taking it online, but I was just waiting for the right time. I got the script to a point where I was happy with it, and I think I kind of started doing the animatic, and I was sort of halfway through doing the thumbnails with the animatic when I was already, I'd already put up a a thread on the 11 Second Club, 
and I was starting to get a lot more interest than I was expecting quite fast. Um, so we had a little community of about six people who were bouncing emails backwards and forwards around amongst each other. And it was becoming clear that we were going to need some online storage, a place to chat, somewhere where we could keep track of our conversations and somewhere to show off the work. Now at first I put images into PDF files um, in OneNote and published those onto my website, but they weren't very visible because people really had to know where to look to find things and it, the, their work was ending up at the bottom um, of a deep, long PDF file and that they'd have to download for ages and then scroll all the way to the bottom of to see, so it wasn't really working very well. But it was okay for six people, but I could kind of tell that we needed a, an online community. I'd already had some experience working with a company that did a similar online thing to what we ended up with. So I thought, well, that was actually pretty good. It didn't work entirely for their purposes, but I could see how it could be changed to work really, really well. So I was asking my teammates if they had any thoughts about which services out there offered good options. And in the back of my mind, I had Ning, uh, the Ning website in mind. And the other guys in the team offered various different solutions. They were various sort of forums, fairly standard forums. Some were full communities, some were locked off communities, some things you had to pay for, some things you could get free, but you paid for certain aspects of it. All kinds of different stuff. And a few of us sort of tried to look at them and evaluate what was uh, going to be worthwhile. We knew we were going to have to have some online storage thing, um, but it didn't necessarily have to kick in straight away because we weren't doing anything very large initially. So um, uh, and I think in the end, I came to the conclusion that the Ning website was the one that I'd started with was as close to what I was looking for as I wanted. And just to get it started, just to try it out, I set one up and said, hey, you know, what do you think of this, guys? And it was, I literally used their uh, template and just did it really, really rudimentary and basic sort of thing. And, um, but as it happened, everybody signed up quite fast and um, we started using it and it feel, felt like it was going to work. There were a few things had to be tweaked and changed and, and it has evolved over the, the year that we've been using it, but basically it, we ran with it and it went really, really well. Um, so we tweaked the template a little bit to customize it slightly towards our needs and we've added some features and removed others and uh, as we've gone along we figured out what works and what doesn't work. Uh, but basically it's actually done really, really well and surprisingly I think in many ways relative to some of the other um, online communities it's probably one of the best ones out there and um, I've had a lot of people compliment me on how it's being run and uh, and how transparent the process is to everyone that wants to take a look because I mean basically what you can do as a newbie is you arrive on this website and you can see all the conversations that are taking place um, as though it was in your own Facebook feed or something like that um, but it's public so if you want to you can just watch the whole process of the film being made on this forum or um, you can join in and actually make comments and things like that but this has worked really really well for us and uh, what I've had to do as I've gone along is I've still had to do the same forum threads that other uh, online communities have done um, in order to promote it because at the end of the day when somebody in their mind is thinking to themselves I'd like to work on a community project like this they're probably not going to randomly think of 
devil's angels and dating. What they're going to do is going to, they're going to go to somewhere like CG Society or the 11 Second Club and they'll look around there. More than likely, most people actually probably go to the CG Society one because it's fairly well known for having this, um, these threads in there. Uh, so the trick then was to have a really good quality thread in these other forums and I've had to maintain good quality threads in quite a large number of forums actually in order to get the word out. Uh, initially I was looking for concept artists to help me design everything so I went on to conceptart.org and deviantart and uh, post some things there but not surprisingly didn't get very far because uh, if you haven't got much to show already then you're not going to attract many people but once I'd gotten past that stage and I designed everything pretty much myself uh, with a little bit of help from the team um, we uh, I, I, I was moving on to different forums and I would go to say CG Society where I can be sure to pick up more generalists uh, model makers and texture artists and riggers and things like that and I still maintain a thread in there um, and that gets a steady stream of people coming through and, and people either contact me directly on CG Society or perhaps they follow a link to Devils Angels and Dating and they sign up there. Um, now there, there are lots of interesting challenges that go with uh, having an online community. Aside from attracting attention towards it, uh, you've got the file storage and all kinds of stuff like that. Now initially we didn't have a lot of big files or anything so we sort of just posted um, files to the forum which sort of worked. Um, but also after a while you kind of, with all the different versions of different files it became hard to know where to look to find the files so we knew we were going to have to have an online uh, file sharing solution so a few of us had a look around and we found some options and I think the two best ones that I narrowed it down to after a bit of advice from somebody at work who knew a bit about this um, were SugarSync and Dropbox and I think SugarSync kind of works but um, the limits were a little tight before you had to start paying for things so I came to the conclusion that Dropbox was the best solution to get us going even though its features weren't as extensive as SugarSync so we started doing that and we've been using that quite successfully and that basically synchronizes a folder of um, assets across all the core team members and I can make decisions about who I give access to at any one time and what I tend to do is um, I, after somebody's gotten involved in the community and they've shown they've earned a little bit of trust by actually starting to do something and communicating properly I'll send them an invite to that and they, they, can, they get a folder then on their computer that synchronizes with the rest of us and they can drop files in and make alterations as we go along. Equally though um, this file solution gives us the ability to uh, restore any files that get accidentally messed up by any team members or um, deleted or renamed or anything like that um, and um, we can also uninvite people and, and I have to admit actually as things go along purely to reduce the bandwidth problems we might have and um, keep the security on our files fairly tight we sort of I've sort of been uninviting people from particular folders as they're not required. Uh, usually these are just people that have joined us, done some work and then have gone off to do their own thing and we haven't seen them for a few months and there's not much point really having them uh, constantly having their, their files synchronizing with us. In fact they probably uninstalled the, the program from their own computers at this point so uh, that's, that's what I tend to do with that anyway. But um, we've expanded out into lots of other social networks and places like for example we're on Facebook 
which turned out to be very useful. Um, it's only a very basic page, but it actually picks up all the activity that goes on on Devils, Angels and Dating and republishes it to uh, a feed of any of the fans that happen to sign up to it. So that's a really good way. Um, if you don't want to commit to signing up on Devils, Angels and Dating, but you're on Facebook already, if you just wanted to kind of keep your eye on the project and see how it gets going, then a really good way is just to become a fan on Facebook and you'll just get the you'll just see the latest pictures and videos and things like that appearing in your feed and you can click through to Devil's Angels and Dating when on the, all the stuff that interests you. Uh, we've also signed up on MySpace um, that's so that we can start to get interest from the music community and um, for sound effects and songwriting and composing and things like that. We already have one person in each of those categories but it's always a good idea to be reaching out and, and attracting as much interest from people in those areas of expertise so that they can give everyone some feedback and advice and maybe we'll build up more of a team from that as well. Let's see, we've, we've also been on LinkedIn for quite some time. Well, when I say we're on LinkedIn, we're not a group or anything on LinkedIn. All that is is that when people, what I tend to do to um, help people out is that most of the team members who are joining are at the end of the day looking to advance their careers in some way or it's a hobby but for the most part it's people who want to build on their portfolio so what I tend to do is I recommend that they add Devil's Angels and Dating as a project to their LinkedIn profiles to show that they're working on it I mean it can, they can say it's a non-profit thing that they're working on on the side of their main job if they want but the benefit of having that in there is that what a they can say what they're doing on it and b anyone else on the team including myself can write them a recommendation and at some later date when they might be looking to advance their careers in some way they'll have a recommendation for that work that they did that validates the work that they did and that can be a very good helpful useful tool for finding work so uh, yeah and we've also we've also been on YouTube fairly obviously because uh, one of the easiest ways to have large numbers of uh, videos out there for free is through using video portals like that and I happen to like the features of YouTube and I've been using it for a while anyway so my YouTube channel has basically become the Devil's Angels and Dating YouTube channel it's pretty much dedicated to it and, um, I, and I also anybody else that does any videos and puts them up on YouTube I tend to add to my playlists on YouTube um, and that's a really good way of bringing all the videos together into one place. It's also because one of the most useful things that they have on YouTube are these little video jukeboxes um, which I've been using on my own personal website for a while anyway and what that is is you can put uh, videos into a playlist so I have a Devil's Angels and Dating playlist and I add to that not only my own work but everybody else's work and then this player can be embedded into a website or MySpace and it plays any video, you can choose what order to put the playlist in and then you can cycle through all the videos on that playlist in that website and that's incredibly useful. Uh, we have a, a few different uh, widgets and things that we have moved from one thing to another so for example you can actually have a widget for the Ning website which is devilsangelsanddating.com and that can be put on other people's websites like my own personal website or MySpace and that shows some of the members and keeps up to date with how many members we have so that's always useful because it shows in another location other than Devil's Angels and Dating how many people are signed up and that is quite impressive and attracts more attention. I had this bright idea at some point 
of looking for supporters. Now what I mean by supporters is not sponsors so much, I mean you could call them sponsors, but basically uh, we're not at a stage yet where I think we could seriously get any great amount of money from any sponsor because you need, I think, a trailer in order to attract that kind of um, attention. So uh, that won't be for some time. So I was thinking to myself now, what would be really good would be to find some little things that we can give back to the team. And it occurred to me that um, that there are these uh, training websites out there that we can all benefit from using. And But I can't afford to buy the training for my team members and most of my team members they will have their own personal decisions about how much money they spend on training as well but at the end of the day I was just thinking to myself now hang on a second what if we could get them to offer their training videos for free kinda like sponsors so I thought to myself well yeah we can put an advert up for them on our website because we're attracting a lot of the kind of people to our website that they would want to reach out to at the same time as they can offer us something that at the end of the day doesn't really cost them very much. Um, they give us a few coupons to access the videos and they get kind of almost free advertising out of it in, this, in a sense. So I came up with the idea and asked around see, to see what, how, what various people thought about it and then went and started writing to companies and I was very very pleased that we got uh, a great response from Keith Lango and he's offered to give us a number of coupons for ac free access to some of his videos uh, in exchange for uh, some a sort of advertising banner on our website. So we've listed him as a supporter and we're really, really very pre pleased to have him. Um, he's right up our alley. Um, it, it would be great if I could get a second supporter because the only snag with Keith Langer's work is that it's largely focused around just animation and we have a, quite a lot of generalists on our website at the moment, modelers, texture artists, riggers, all this kind of stuff, who, although they're interested in those sort of videos, would probably benefit more from more generalist videos. So um, I'm still keeping my eye out to see if there's anyone out there that would be interested in supporting us in that category. Anyway, uh, there were lots of other things to start thinking about. Um, as we approach animation, I was thinking to myself, right, okay, we're going to have to find a really good way to give feedback to people. Now, I know from experience that it's very hard to give feedback purely with the written word. I can express myself quite well, but considering we're speaking to people all around the world with different cultural backgrounds, different training backgrounds, all kinds of things, a lot can go missing from what you're saying. I might think I've written something that makes complete sense and covers the, everything that needs to be said and then when they read it they probably only get about 25% of my intent out of what I wrote but if you do it in person you get much 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 closer they might get maybe 75% of what you say uh, there's always something that goes missing because everyone comes from a different background but sooner or later you come into sync if you get to know somebody personally and you train them in person and, and I've done this quite a lot in the past before. I've mentored quite a few animators before um, and I was thinking the only way that I'm going to achieve anything close to that level of feedback is to do something similar to what Animation Mentor does where they show the, the animation up on screen and simultaneously have a video of somebody who can pose and act and express what they're, they're talking about as they do a screen capture. Now 
um, finding that sort of solution out there wasn't necessarily that easy and I had a good old look around to find programs and actually successfully found one very simple it's not quite 100% perfect I'm having a few sound sync problems with it but basically allows me to capture a video of myself in the corner of the screen while I capture my desktop and also captures my audio as I'm, as I'm explaining things and that's incredibly useful and allows me to make a video that um, shows off exactly what I'm doing in the computer at the same time as uh, expressing things visually and with sound as well so that's something that I've, I've had to get worked out. I'm actually going to jump back a little bit actually because when I was first talking about putting this project online I was talking to as many pros in the business as I could about the subject and it's funny how most people were sort of saying oh you don't want to put it out online because once it's out online everyone can steal your ideas and it's not yours anymore and um, they can make money off of your ideas but in truth ideas are there's just too many of them there's there's tons of ideas out there and even in the latest like if you uh, check out some of the talks by Pixar even they admit that it's not necessarily the ideas that are key but the people that implement those ideas because if you have a great idea but a crap team you're gonna have a crap product but if you have a, a great team and a crap idea that team will turn that crap idea into something good so at the end of the day the fact that I had an idea that I wanted to put out there and I was gonna put out artwork and scripts and things like that I was thinking to myself it really doesn't matter that I go out there and put my ideas out there I, I, I always felt like to be honest you're better off putting your ideas out there and letting people see them than you are by hanging on to them and then never seeing the light of day. Even if somebody ripped off the idea and tried to implement it based on what I've put out there so far, the fact of the matter is they'd implement it differently. So it wouldn't be a rip-off of Michael Kaywood's film because it would not be Michael Kaywood's film. It would be their film with a similar idea. So I was not really concerned about it to be honest and I, in some ways, have gone in the face of wi standard wisdom of uh, whether to put these things out or not. Uh, I still have some people telling me to this day, oh, you should be hanging on to this, hang, hang on to that. But for the most part, I'm finding there are more benefits in putting things out there than there are in hanging on to them. In fact, the only thing that concerns me even slightly is that uh, some festivals prefer you not to have put your work out on the net first. But even those are apparently changing their minds, and I've seen articles where they say that that's not true at all. And it would be my guess that by the time we finish this film, uh, the general consensus across the net will have changed, and festivals that used to say it couldn't have gone online first would rather have a good film in their festival than worry about whether it's been published or not first somewhere else. So I'm not too worried about it. If it does come, get to a point where I find that we can't enter an Oscar runner festival unless we've taken the film offline, then so be it. We'll, we'll do our best to abide by those rules when we get to it. But for the time being, I think there are more benefits in keeping it out there than there are in not keeping it out there. And the kind of team we've built up over the last, I guess it's about eight months or so, has been really good. Uh, there are ups and downs to this process. One of the first things you have to think about is the fact that everybody speaks a different language when they're coming from the different parts of the world and so there are massive language barrier issues. Um, the common language on our site is English but uh, 
on the other hand um, not everybody that even is English or can or main language is English anyway writes perfect English so you have kind of broken English to deal with and then you have the broken English of people who's who it isn't it actually their first language and the two things kind of combine to create this problem where you you can't communicate as clearly as you want to this is why I do podcasts videos screen captures and all this kind of stuff to do everything I can to supplement that and push our level of communication up and there are some other people on the on the site who have done similar things and they've done screen captures with their voice over the top and that kind of stuff is really helpful it fills in so many of the gaps they thought they never even knew that they were explaining but because they're showing it visually um, there are lots of things that we would never have understood if they tried to write it something else you've got to think about with people who are not being paid at the end of the day is that that you can't expect this to be their top priority and it can't be they have to be looking for work and uh, doing their day job or whatever it is that they're dealing with and there are people who have had to move house or have had um, various big things going on in their lives that have meant that they've had to back away from the, the website for a while and that's fine that's completely expected you find that some people will be uh, around for a long time but can only drip feed you with work and then other people who will come in for a quick burst, do something and then leave and you'll never hear from them again. And they're both perfectly valuable and uh, all I ask you when people sign up is that they to some degree explain what their circumstances are so that I can understand and handle um, that team member the, the best way possible. I mean if somebody turns up and says uh, I've got a two week gap before my next paid gig um, I'd like to do some stuff then that's fantastic because I can just say right okay this is the kind of task you can achieve in two weeks and then I'm gonna not gonna be nagging them after that two weeks when they've done their thing um, because I know that they're gonna go off and do their their own thing whereas somebody else who comes along and says um, I've got a day job and I can put in a couple of hours a week that's a whole different ball game and if as long as they're saying that up front, then it makes sense to me and I can give them a task that doesn't have to be completed straight away, um, but that I know is going to sort of trickle along a little bit slower. And the, the other trick with them is that at the end of the day, running this um, kind of an online community becomes a little bit of a nagging game for me. And I, I hate to nag. I really do hate to nag. I don't like doing it at work either, but... Um, it's just part of what I have to do. So I, I go down my um, little tracker asset um, page, which I keep on the jobs tab. And um, every now and again, I have a look and try and figure out which tasks I've not heard from for a while. You know, what people are working on something and I haven't heard from them for a while, but I'm, they were supposed to have done something. So I might get in touch with them. And in some cases, they immediately come back and say, oh, sorry, I was just doing this, that and the other, or I, I got busy or I'm moving house or any number of different things like that and that's fine. Um, sometimes what happens is that you get back in touch with these people and they, ne they never write back. So I kind of had to, after a while, implement a policy of saying, right, if I haven't heard from someone for a month, um, I reassign the task. And that's nothing personal, that's just it has to be done, otherwise we never make progress. Uh, the biggest holdups we've had so far are when somebody's taken on a task and um, then they've disappeared and never been heard of. But I've been too nice and let them be, hoping that they were going to follow through. Um, but I have to, these days, make a decision on how long I can afford to wait because other people are waiting for that thing to be done as well. So 
all I can do is encourage people to communicate as clearly as possible and if they don't communicate they can't really expect much from the team. Um, so we've had a few people who have come and then disappeared and, and gone out of communication and I'm not always sure why that happens. It might just be that they take on a job where they don't have very good internet access. I know that's been the case with some people but uh, so, so some degree you have to kind of not judge anyone and let them lead their lives and make a decision for the benefit of the rest of the team and the project about how best to move on. So in the end that's kind of the uh, some of the biggest challenges we've had and um, I'm constantly having to promote the project um, in order to draw attention to what we're doing. Um, I would heartily encourage people with skills around what we're working on or what are an interest in it to sign up and just contribute their opinions and expertise even if they don't have the time to actually do anything on the project because that's really helpful and it's, re and it's a good support to the rest of the team but as a general rule it's all been working pretty well and um, we sort of bubble along with uh, at least half a dozen to a dozen, dozen people working on the project in one time and we've got to a point now where we actually have some musical samples coming in from Larissa and Carl, and um, hopefully we'll be putting those up, line, up online soon. And uh, the project's all going very well, and we're getting a lot of support from um, the local community as well. So far, I would say that it's been, I'm really glad I made the decision to go online and um, to let the world know about it, because if anything, the biggest bonus of having this online community has been for me, and I'm going to say this purely selfishly, that when you're working in a void entirely on your own, it is very hard to keep yourself motivated. And people constantly say back that, oh, you know, you should go back and, and rewrite the script before you go online, or you should go back and completely redo the animatic and have it 100% ready before you go online. But the fact of the matter is, it's never 100% ready, it constantly evolves and it's only when you put yourself in a situation where you're surrounded by your peers, surrounded by other like-minded souls that you're able to get the feedback and, the, and you get that level of pressure that you need in order to achieve those goals. So I managed to, over the course of a couple of years, get to a point where um, I had something I quite liked but I'd only worked on it very occasionally out of a blue moon when I managed to find the motivation to do so or when something I saw or somebody I hung out with motivated me in that way. But guess what? This Devil's Angels and Dating community does that for me every day. Every day I get a little piece of pressure from somebody about doing something or a little piece of support from somebody or some feedback or something like that and the very fact that it's there and that these people are out there and they're depending on me means that I am pushing along at maybe three, four, five hundred percent more effort than I was doing when I didn't have the online community and so for that I'm extremely thankful and that credit has to go back out to the team who have for quite some time now, been very supportive. Anyway, and uh, I guess we'll move on to uh, the next section. Okay, lastly, I just wanted to do a quick status update on the entire project. So, um, basically we're in pretty good shape. Uh, we've got the vast majority of all the environment stuff kind of mostly sorted out. I mean, basically the clouds, the sky, the chairs, the sphere, 
and uh, we've got a few elements around the sphere like the hologram and the, the peeps that are still being worked on a little bit. Um, the gravestones are done, the uh, heaven's gates are done, um, most of the lighting is in the ballpark of what we're looking for. I mean, some of this stuff might be tweaked a little bit as we go along, but basically we're in pretty good shape. And uh, we've got particle effects and god rays being worked on as well at the moment. Um, we, we had earlier versions of those and they're, they're pretty decent, um, but we're just kind of refining that, making sure that it fits in with everything else and that we're going to be able to get the characters on top of that. Um, some of the props that have become slightly more important now than they were a few months back are the uh, Cupid's Bow, Death's Scythe and Devil's Pitchfork. Um, Cupid's Bow is in pretty good shape. Uh, I think maybe um, Death's Scythe, the colours and the textures might need a little bit of tweaking but uh, we've got something to start with, um, and then we've got uh, Devil's Pitchfork, which is on the way, which is going to become quite important because we need that in the opening, uh, some couple of scenes, one at the beginning and one at the end, where the uh, Cupid's halo is thrown and lands, kind of like a hat on a rack on, uh, on Devil's Pitchfork. Anyway, um, we also have a lot of character stuff going on right now as well. Um, we've got the final stages of the character modelling for Cupid being done. Um, so with any luck, we'll have that over the next few weeks. Um, then that can start being textured. Um, we've got Death has always, has for quite some time, actually been in pretty good state. And um, she's already been textured and everything. So we're just kind of having uh, her rigged at the moment. Um, I'd like. I'm hoping that we'll see that in the near future. And Devil, in actual fact, is mostly textured. Um, just needs the hair sorting out. We just came up with a new design recently for what might what the hair textures might look like. So that's moving along now, hopefully. And um, then we've actually made a start on setting up the rigging for the Devil as well. So that's. Uh, kicking into gear soon. Then the animatics, actually in pretty decent shape. I've been trickling away at that one, basically going to my sketch night every single week and doing some more drawings and a little bit more previs all the time, just feeding it in. So visually that's actually coming together now. Um, I probably need to spend a bit of time on death's effects sequence because that one's not very clear as far as layouts concerned so I'll dive into that one soon and actually the animatic I would say is in pretty good shape now in order to be starting to deal with sound a lot more than we were before we were sort of dabbling very lightly in sound effects and we've kind of set up a pipeline for it but uh, we need to get that one moving along a lot faster now in order to uh, put things together. If, if necessary, I'll do that one, but if anyone out there uh, would like to help um, the guy we currently have who's made a start on it, um, then please get in touch. Other than that, um, then we've got uh, our composer and singer-songwriters working together, um, and with any luck, that will uh, make some major progress in the near future because we've just started pulling together the uh, final elements for a really good test sample. Um, so, in actual fact, if we have the character first couple of character rigs coming together and that test sample, then we should be able to start animating. And I don't expect it to be plain sailing. There will be a few things we'll trip up over and some things will go wrong that we haven't foreseen. But I would imagine we ought to be able to get some sort of test shot put together in the next month or so. Um, so we're in pretty good shape. Everything's coming together. As usual, we'd love to hear from you if you're interested in getting involved in the project. Thanks. Speak to you soon. Bye.
you for listening to the Devils, Angels, and Dating podcast. If you would like to learn more about Devils, Angels, and Dating, or would like to become involved in the project, please visit the website at devilsangelsanddating.com. Until next time. Devils, angels.